Young and Dumb, a podcast for the young, dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold. Hear the journey of incredible individuals like you or I, who accomplish many things in their short lifetimes. Allow them to tell their story and share with you how they got to where they are today. And the best part yet is they're only just getting started. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast. What is going on, everyone? We are back this week with Joe Kelly. You might not know his name, but he's in charge of getting some of your favorite artists on the cover of Billboards because he is the head of artist relationships at Billboards. So we had to give him the word artist. Appreciative. He knows how hard it is to get the role that he's in. You can hear it when he tells the story of how he got there. It was about being in the right place at the right time. But more importantly, a lot of hard work. Realistic. It's the only way he can stay sane. He knows some people may feel a certain way about him because he may or may not put their artists on. But he knows he's only human and he can only listen to so much music. Teachable. is a huge component as to why he got his job. He may have not have had the best resume, but he portrayed himself as someone willing to learn. And that's all it took to get that all-important first connection at billboards. Inbound. He gets tons of inbound emails. If you're an emerging artist, it's your job to find a way to be that needle in the haystack. Scale. There's no doubt that getting onto a billboards chart can really catapult your career. But did you know that someone can get so big that they turn down billboard offers? That's why the up-and-coming artists always have a chance. Transparent with how the music industry works and how it's incredibly hard to break into. This week, we contact some artists with Joe. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast with your co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, checking in. Once again, we take a trip up to the Northeast, we stop in Boston, and we dip on down in New York, and we brought on our friend Joe. Joe, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everyone? How we doing? Glad to have you on board with us today, Joe. And we understand it's a very big week for you at Billboard. A lot of Grammy stuff going along. Glad you're able to squeeze us into our schedule, but we have a lot to cover. But before we do that, we have a very important question to ask you. We want to take your journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So from zero to 100%, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Jeez. Where do I feel like I am from all the way? Probably 65, 65%. All right, 65%. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think I've, no, that might be too high. I don't know, maybe 50. I don't think I've peaked yet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Around 50, I guess, 55. All right. I don't think you've peaked either, man. You're, I you're... don't think so, dude. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. That's you're a great question right off the right bat, right though. If you, ask the, the bat. if you ask yourself if you peaked, then you definitely haven't peaked yet. You'll, yeah, you'll, know. you'll know. I mean, I've done some cool stuff, but I don't think, like, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I'm also, I'm not that young, but I'm not that old either. I got a lot of time left. I got hey, a lot man. of time. You're definitely young and dumb, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> Most of the um, time, yes. <laughs> let's uh let's dive in deep into some of those fun things that you've been a part of you said sure. what are the first three things that kind of come to your mind because i know you've probably involved been involved in so many things include with your job title so what are sure. the top three um i mean getting my job at billboard itself is, was a massive massive uh feat you know it wasn't easy it, it took me a long time i i you know I, I i worked on a music show for a long time before that but the whole process of getting the job at Billboard was very difficult. I mean, it was lasted over four to five months, a lot of interviews, a lot of, you know, writing samples kind of, kind of giving fake scenarios and tests to see if I could accomplish what needed to be done on a hypothetical situation. Um, that, you know, part when I got came on as Billboard as the director of artist relations, I, you know, a whole bunch of things that goes along with that position that I'm sure that we'll talk about later. But um you know, I, I kind of was gotten the opportunity to to help with the Billboard Music Festival and and kind of take on the lead of booking that. And and you know, my first year that I took it on, which was 2017, I think. Yeah, um, we sold out, which I thought was really really dope. You know, that was kind of that morning when when I was, you know, sitting on Live Nation Ticketmaster refreshing the page, and I was unable to buy the tickets. I you know I was screenshotted that and sent that around i was just like oh you know um yeah and then you know I, you know another cool thing is when i got to you know this is kind of a bragging thing but when i got to ring the stock exchange bell um just kind of i don't know i don't know anyone that's done that before besides like dj Callen and like old rich white guys so i think that was pretty tight um you know, for booking a music festival. I mean, it's because we did, we're a partner with Live Nation and they're like a public company, but you know, it's not something that I follow, but it was really cool to be there and above the stock floor. And, you know, my boss did it with me and she was, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I still have like the little name tag that says they spelled my name wrong on it, which is dope. And, uh, and um, yeah, so that was, that was really, really fun. Everyone, like my parents watch it on TV. My friends watch it on TV. I like, had screenshots of it as like my cover photo on Facebook for a bit. That was cool. That's dope. I mean, I've never really heard of ringing the stock exchange bell. I didn't honestly never even knew that was a thing. Dude, yo, they do it. You do it at the beginning. This is all things that I didn't know, but <laughs> at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, and they have different people do it every day. So like you open it and you close it and like people trade during the day, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if you if your company goes public that day, usually that's your what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so like, yeah, like Live Nation was already a public company, but they wanted to do stuff with us. I don't really know. Like our publicist set it up for the company, but they were like, "Joe, do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, that's it." <laughs> exactly. So I went. There was like this big breakfast spread, and I ate too much, and then I was on TV looking sad. It was sick. But here we go. That's that's incredible, and I, I bet being a part of Billboard, you get to experience a bunch of different things like that. Um, but from my perspective as a, a spectator, I'm looking at Billboard. I see glitz, glam, music, trends, um, a lot of yeah, a lot of fashion with that as well. Like there's a lot of um, trendiness and hype. Um, that goes along with the music industry, especially Billboard. Like when you hear about Drake, you hear Billboard's top 100 or Billboard's sure. 200, anything like yeah, that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on in the media. What essentially um, 
do you have with your hands in that, with the hype and the the trends? So, I mean, when everyone thinks about Billboard, we think of the charts. It's, it's our bread and butter. It's what we're mostly known for. Um, you know, we have the Hot 100 is the single chart, which is which is the big, big one. When you hear Drake, who dominates that, um, well, whenever he's released music, the 200th albums, and then that goes on. From there, there's so many charts that that I don't work in the chart world. Um, but, you know, I'm very close with all those guys, and they're always going crazy and, you know, working on stuff like that. You know, for me, what I do as, as the head of artist relations for the company is, you know, Billboard is not just the charts. We're also, you know, a, we're a magazine that comes out um, bi-weekly. We are a constant, constant uh, website that has like endless content that goes up 24 hours a day. You know, we also have a massive event side where we do events all the time, not just the festival that we did, but also, you know, we have showcases and we have concert series. We have our landmark like franchise events, like our Billboard Power 100 that happens during Grammy Week. We have, you know, country power players and Latin power players and hip hop power players with honor other people that work in the industry, on the industry side of those genres. And then a whole bunch of other, you know, here and there events that we do to kind of promote artists and promote the industry and the people that work um, on the business side of it. So, you know, we also have a huge video presence where we do tons of video content and a social media presence that's massive, you know, where we do artist takeovers and things like that. So where my hands get in is when I, like I'm the one that helps the company curate talent and kind of book talent to be part of the things that we're doing throughout the year whether it's come to one of these big events, whether it's perform at one of our shows or one of our parties, whether it is come into our office and do one of our live sessions, which, you know, I'll go over live sessions, which I book, do a social media takeover, you know, some of the exclusive and premieres from the videos and, and um, like singles and videos and album streams that, you know, they want to premiere exclusively on build.com for that look, you know, I work, I work on those. So, you know, there's like an endless amount of things that we can do with talent and, Kind of what my job is is to place the right people in the right spots there um, for the things that I work on, and then um, you know also just work with me and my team to make sure that scheduling works out and and you know people have what they need and everyone is comfortable and, and stuff like that. You know, kind of the liaison between talent and the brand is kind of the way I describe it. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of one of the behind the scene guys, right? Without you, these music festivals, these social media engagements, all these things probably won't happen because you're the one who's kind of piecing together every single little thing. I have, I do have a question though, tactically, because one of our, cool. um, I don't want to say problems, but one of our biggest components of the podcast is outreach, right? And reaching out yep. to people trying to get bigger guests on people like yourself. And the way that we got you on, I think Michelle was hit you up via DM to just hopped on a phone call and then built up, uh, like a rapport that way. And then asked you to come on. Right. Yeah. I like, I normally don't check my Instagram DMS because there's a lot of rappers in there. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of rappers and DJs. Um, and just, yeah, and just, um, but I was like going through them one day because someone said like, someone had been like, I've been hitting you up there. So I went through and I saw this one being like, do you want to be on this call with this podcast? And I was like, yeah, this is cool. So then I like checked out, you know, to make sure that it wasn't sketchy. <laughs> and then uh, I responded. Yeah. And then I just like sent her my, I, then I sent my email address. was like, just hit me up on email because um, 
Yeah, it's it's something I'd prefer to talk about on email. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's but, that's beautiful because that literally speaks to Michelle and like her hard work of always trying to be there at the right time, right? Who knows if you would have seen that that message six months ago, sure. but it just kind of happened at the right time. Have you ever seen someone reach out to you in a great way? Or do you have a tactic to when you're reaching out to like big artists in terms of like trying to get them on? Obviously, you have a bigger platform of billboard behind you, but just kind of advice for us when we're reaching out because we don't want to sound annoying, you know, especially when we're trying to get bigger people on. Um, that's a really good question. So the way I, I try to. I, I what I do is I have relationships. It's artist relations for a reason. So when I like first started out in the music industry, I used to go out like a disgusting amount. My liver hates me for it today, but um, like I used to go out a lot, right? And I used to meet like if I got invited to some music industry thing, I would go there, you know. And um, so for me, when I reach a, reach out now, it's a lot easier. Um, how to put this so like for instance i used to run this website called balcony tv right and i used to book artists for it and you know it was very like small emerging artists sometimes we'd get like a middle tier artist but i would do all the outreach for that so it was me like selling my show that people probably haven't heard of you know and that way i would just like pick the biggest artists i've had and i would like you know package that up and kind of like a deck thing and be like these are the artists we had these are the views we have these are how many cities we're in and you know shit like that um and it was me pitching out artists the good thing about Billboard is that, I mean, I still pitch artists all the time, both their, their reps and their teams, their publicists and their managers and their agents and their labels. Um, but it's less of a, a selling point now and it's more of a their availability or if what I'm asking for is, you know, too small for the bigger artist. Um, yeah, so it's it's like I try to make things as clean as possible and, as, and like precise as possible, package it up so it's less confusing. Um, and I feel like I get things done better that way. You know, if we have an artist that we want to do a whole bunch of things with, sorry, my dog's barking. If, if we have an artist that I want to do a whole bunch of stuff with, rather than having us reach out, you know, a bunch of different times for all these things, like, hey, we want to do a live session with you. We want to do a podcast with you. We want to do a video with you. We want to do a photo shoot with you. We want to do an interview with you for the magazine. You know, um, it's, it's better if I put it all together in like a nice, like package and send that over and i feel like things get done better that way and things get confirmed better that way um yeah and when it comes to a big talent i don't i don't like it depends on what the ask is you know if it's like you're being awarded this thing then there's a better chance of them coming there and being like hey can you just come to my office and like playing for my staff for a live stream you know it, it all depends on what we're asking for so what what i'm asking them to do compared to how i would ask Okay, and with your uh, experience um, with your earlier show, uh, I believe you called it Balcony TV. Uh, yeah, yeah. What were some of the the artists that you reached for um, during that time that you were like, maybe they're not really in my zone, uh, but shot in the dark, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I used to work for a company called Balcony TV, which was like a music performance franchise, um, and I used to run the the New York one. Um, the Brooklyn one. Um, I mean, I used to reach out to everyone. Like, you know, what happens in music, I feel like, you know, you reach out to like a publicist or, or a label and you just immediately get, it's like, I don't know what software they have or what system they have, but you mean to get put on like press releases. So like my inbox gets destroyed with press releases. Uh, 
But I would sit there all day and I would go through these press releases and I'd be like, oh, Paul McCartney is coming to New York for a concert. I'll reach out to Paul McCartney. So I'd like respond to that. And they'd immediately be like, yeah, absolutely not. But, you know, I would try. Obviously. <laughs> you know, I mean, we like the website itself over like across, like across the span of like, you know, by the time I left, I think we had like 50 cities throughout the world or some shit like that. It was like massive. Um, but I mean, like, if you look through all of those videos, there was a lot of bigger names that are on there. But a lot of times before they got big, you know, I remember like Josh Stone was a big one that we did. Um, I don't know. I can't even remember. That was so long ago. But we had, I mean, I know the website itself did like a Mumford and Sons years ago. Um, I feel like Kimbra. Who else do we have? I don't know. I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of just through your journey, you built up this um, rapport of hard work, um, grit, and basically just deflecting off nose and basically sticking with your no way, intended dude, there's goal. Been ton, there's been a ton of nose, man. <laughs> yeah. There's like a lot of nose. How do you uh, get through so many nose if your inbox is just filled with all these responses and press releases? I mean, I mean, for right now, it's and right now. It's I try to listen to everything that I possibly can that gets sent over. I don't think that that's like humanly possible. You know, I also have like a really bad addiction to television, so I don't know how I can't listen to music. You know, like right now, I'm like really bad addicted to West Wing. I just paused it to do this podcast, but like I need, I don't, I need the time to finish West Wing, so I can't listen to every album that gets sent over here show is amazing uh but i try to listen to as much as i can i try to go to concerts as much as i can so i try to say yes as often as possible for you know when going through press releases and invitations and things like that and i'm really good about it i think i mean there's some people on the other side that probably think i suck and that joe doesn't answer my emails and joe doesn't listen to my music and joe hates my clients i don't know um but uh i try to listen as much as i can you know yeah, I mean, you got to find that balance, right? I mean, you're a part of this huge company that I'm sure you get tons of inbound emails to you like, oh, Joe, you need to listen to my new mixtape or Joe, listen to my new song. It's mostly, you- most of the emails I get, most of the emails I get are from, sorry, most of the emails I get are from, you know, like the billboard level, they're from like labels and they're from publicists. Like I do get the occasion, like listen to my mixtape, but those, those are more in like the DMs. Yeah, like, gotcha. Mostly so- to my email. What would be your dream pitch? Like if every like if someone came to you and just like it was just perfectly packaged, perfectly presented, how would it look? Because I feel like no one gets your side of the story, right? We only ever hear from the rapper side of like, oh, we just kept pushing, we just kept pushing until someone signed us. But we never hear from the label side or for your instance, like the the billboard side. Uh. The perfect pitch would be like, hey, Joe, what's up? I have Drake in New York for a week, and he'll, he's willing to do whatever you guys want at Billboard. Like, there's, there's, like, for instance, Drake, I'm just using Drake as an example, but um, like Billboard's a huge, huge company with a huge name and a huge platform, but there's still artists that say no to things that we ask them. You know, I mean, there's thousands, millions probably of artists that, that that would that we can do things with that you know that we want to do things with that are fantastic and great you know but there's there's you know this handful of like needle moving artists that that are the ones that like actually like 
move the needle for things. You know, they're actually the ones that like, if you post something on Facebook or Twitter with this artist involved, you know, the, the reaction and the, inter and the, and the uh, interaction with the audience that you're going to get is just like astronomically huge, you know, and, and, you know, because of social media and the times of the change of the times and, and stuff like that, like platforms like ours, like, they're they're necessary but there's certain things about billboard that aren't as necessary like you know we used to do like a lot of video premieres and a lot of song premieres but now like taylor swift doesn't need to ask us to her team doesn't need to have her video premiere on billboard.com she just posts it herself and it just you know gets hundreds of millions of views in two hours why would you i don't blame that i would do that too but you know like an ideal pitch would be just getting opportunity with these artists that like we would love to do things with that like maybe because of social media and because they're just massive superstars, we don't get the opportunity. Like sometimes I have great ideas for video. We have great ideas for video content that we pitch to big artists and we think would they would like the end product would be so awesome. But because the artist is so huge, it's just like an automatic no. And it's like, you can't pitch. Like I can only sell it so far before it's like embarrassing and I'm just like groveling. So I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So I'm kind of just like, okay. And then I go back to our video team and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but they said no. But, um, you know, I do wish, I wish that we'd get more opportunities with bigger artists to, to let us do some of the things that we'd like to do. Like even the covers of our magazine, you know, sometimes we have artists that don't even want to do those. And that's like a huge honor for a lot of people. So. Jeez, wow. Honestly, I didn't know it was that serious. I mean, I didn't think it's like that. Would be so big that they're too big for one of the biggest oh, dude. I mean, media companies in music. I could be Beyonce, dude. Beyonce is so famous, man. You're not doing shit. Not for, I mean, not for us, at least. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these artists, they're so, they're like beyond the realm of fame, you know? And it's like, it's amazing for them. You know, it's great. It's great. Um. You know, it's just like, I mean, it gets, I think everyone gets to that point. You could be a huge actor and like not, and get like so big that you don't do smaller movies, you know, or like you don't with directors that our people think are huge. I don't know this, this analogy I'm trying to make, but you know, like people can outgrow, you know, in their careers, they outgrow things, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, when you have to do what's right for your career, sometimes it'd be a bad look just because I want them to do something doesn't mean that they should. Exactly. I feel like you it's know? this is one of those like for for all you NBA fans out there, just like Melo not wanting to come off the bench. Like you know, it's too big for the bench. You know what I mean? So I get yeah. that. I I get it. <laughs> um, so Joe, I want to take a, a look into your rise to fame. We've seen a lot of what you've been able to do at Billboard, but I want to talk a little bit about your journey to get there. Um, you stated that your path to Billboard was a long one. Um, the one that that took a lot of time or uh, you said five to six months to get through all the interviews, things like that. It was like four, it was like four to five. Yeah. Four yeah. To five what like was that. that process for you? Like uh, both in and out of the job, going through those interviews, how'd you prepare? Uh, what are some tips you have laid all in the line for us? Sure. Um, what happened was, yeah. So I, the, um, I have a friend, who who does some work of billboard he's one of the freelance videographers that he's you know he's been working there for a long time with them for a long time helping them with other video shoots and stuff and he's very friendly he was very friendly with a lot of people that work there so what happened was the job um the artist relations job was open there the person was leaving to go somewhere else and and my friend who also helped me um with balcony tv he was like yo you crushed this job 
like you, this job is this you should you should really push for this job so I was like yeah I just like don't know how to get there you know it's very difficult in the music industry for people to like look at your resume um I feel like you can't get hired unless we like you know people um it was very difficult for me for a very long time um because there'd be jobs that I thought I'd be great for but like I don't know anyone I can't like call I couldn't like you know on the on like the hiring big up level like like for certain things I couldn't get my foot in the door so but in this situation I could so he introduced me to the kid who was leaving who you know they they kind of he was staying on for a little bit longer to finish up some projects and things like that so him and I you know I asked to talk on the phone with him and uh we talked on the phone about like where I came from and what I was doing with my old show and what he did there and and he was and then I sent him my resume and you know he went through it he's like it looks like you know he's like you might not be like you like you might not have that much experience for billboard he's like but it doesn't seem like it's something you couldn't learn right away. Um, so then he gave his boss my resume, who eventually HR called me and asked me to do a phone interview with a couple people. Um, it was a phone interview with HR first, right? So I just did that call. It was like a cold call. Um, and I was just like so caught off guard. I was talking about like, I don't remember, like neoclassical Icelandic composers for some shit. I thought that'd sound cool, but that sounds so stupid. Um, but like, like who a billboard wants to hear that shit? I should have just talked about Beaver. Um, but um, yeah. So then, so then I got a call back from HR, and they were like, "Can you come in and meet with these three people?" One of which was like my the guy who hired me. <coughs> so excuse me. So what I did was I did a call with this kid again. I called him up. His name was Reg. I was like, "Yo, Reg, do you have time to talk to me about these these interviews that I'm doing?" And he was just like, "Yeah, for sure." He's like, "I want you to get this job." So, you know, I, I went through, I, I called him up, I sat there and I talked to him for like an hour and a half, two hours. And we went through every person that I was meeting with um, and what they did there and, and how his position worked with their position and vice versa. You know, I like brainstormed some ideas of how it could be better and, and some new new content ideas and shit like that. So I went in, it wasn't like I didn't know these people. I, I had already talked to this dude about it and I talked to him for, you know, pretty extensively. Um, about everything so they were describing to me what they do i kind of already knew that so i had questions off the bat waiting and i had you know i had ideas waiting um you know and then and then i did and then you know from there i came back and did another one uh and the same thing i did a call i was like reg can we chat dude he's like yeah for sure kid was like he's like the nicest dude of the planet because i don't think i would do that for someone but he was like uh, he was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's, let's talk again. So like we did the same thing and we went through all the other people that I met with on the second time. And he told me the same thing, how he worked with them, how they worked with him, all that shit. And so when I went in, I was fully prepared. And then, you know, there was a few other things like phone stuff, I think phone interviews and stuff like that, that were on like a smaller scale. And then I remember I had to do a, like a writing sample kind of, I mentioned it earlier, but like, it was like a test. It was like five hypothetical situations that knowing my knowledge of the industry and like using my connections, how would I, how would I work? How would I like handle these situations? And I was like really thrown off guard about it. And it was like, it made me hella nervous. It was, um, it was like, we lost this big rapper on a cover. Like you have to get someone that's like in the same genre and the same realm that is obtainable, like a day. How would you go about doing this? I was like, we want to do a cover shoot with the cast of Rocky Horror Live, I think it was. It was like, who would you reach out to to lock in these people for this cover and stuff like that? Uh, 
I forget the other questions. I'd really like to look at my responses now, though, after I've actually worked there for three years. I'd love to find that. Um, but in that situation, what I did is I went to my friends that work in the music industry that I would normally, that I think I would go to for situations like that. And I sat down and I asked them these questions. And I, I remember I went to my friend who works at 300 because I forget the artist. I forget the artist for like the rapper that fell out, but you know, 300 that just had Fetty Wap and he was having a huge year. So I went and talked to their like A&R guy and, uh, you know, about them to see what it would take to get him on the cover hypothetically. And then I, I met with people that would answer that would normally work that I would work with in those situations. And then I like sat down at the library and, and you know, Brian Park and I like in like six hours wrote out these huge, huge, you know, answers to these questions. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, I guess that they weren't that shitty. I thought that they were terrible, but I guess they weren't that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it was like that was very like scary um, when I saw those questions. I was like, I don't know who to reach out to for Rocky Horror Live. Sounds terrible. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like Rocky, I love Rocky Horror, but I don't want to watch like. I mean, it came out and it was fine. I didn't really see it. I don't know. I don't watch like the the Fox like musicals that they put live. Like, I love Rocky Horror, but, like, I, I didn't watch, like, the, the musical they had on Fox. Yeah, you put so much work into that over that span of time. I mean, using your resources, connecting with people that you had um, connections with, um, and, you know, running these questions, ideas by them. Like, that's, that's all incredible. That's what it takes to to get to where you want in, in life. And looking at you now, you got to where you wanted to be. You got – you landed that billboard job. You've had it for um, – was it three years? Um, and you're going to be three years next month. Yeah. Selling at your jobs. You're about to work on the Grammys. It's incredible. So Joe, we've had a look at you. I think about 50 to 60%. We weren't sure earlier, but 50 to 60% of your journey so far. And we've covered a lot, but one thing I want to know is if you can look into the future and give a glimpse to what a hundred percent look like, looks like, what would that be? Um, shit. All right. I have like, I have like something that I really, it goes back to, you know, it goes back to when we're talking about pitches. And like I said that before I do the pitching, now I get pitched a lot, but there's like one job out there that I feel like no one says no to. And there's just like no pitching involved, which is just like when you book the music for SNL. I like, I feel like that's just a job that no one says no to. I mean, I guess, like, Beyonce is probably still too big to play SNL. Like, I don't think... I She hasn't been on there in a while. I don't think. I follow SNL pretty pretty closely. Not as much as West Wing, but pretty, pretty closely. <laughs> so, but, like, I mean, like, you've got huge, huge, huge people that play SNL every single week. It's just, like, a platform that's so iconic and it's so, like, legendary and, like, the viewers there. It's, like, or, like, any any form of, like, iconic late-night show is, is something that is just, like, I don't know. I feel like my I feel like my next step would be somewhere around television. But I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy in media where I am right now. But I feel like working on a huge platform with the television show where, where, you know, you're doing, it's like mutual. It's like a mutual favor. It's like, I'm giving you this national platform, this television show, this television appearance for you to showcase your music to like millions and millions of people, but you're also giving us content to put on television. You know, it's just, it's like what I'm doing now, but on just like such a larger scale, I guess. So yeah, I would like to do that. 
I don't know really how much it pays or anything, but I still, <laughs> I mean, I bet it pays well. Hey man, I mean, you're, you're booking some of the best artists every single day. So it's, it's gotta be, I'm assuming it's gotta be paid well. <laughs> I'm sure it pays better. Oh yeah. It definitely pays better than what I make. Probably. I, I mean, <laughs> like the big shows do for sure. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know a couple of people that do it. I don't know them as well. I like to go to them. <laughs> I love it, man. So with that, we get to move <laughs> into our part, our favorite part, which is the deep thinking question. So, Joe, are you ready? Are you ready? Not really, but let's go for it. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, man. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so here we go. Question number one. You said that you tried to listen to as much music as you can and but your tv addiction kind of takes hold of you but who is one artist that we should really keep our eyes out for that's a great question um that you should keep your eyes out for any genre any genre of music hold on i'm actually let me see my recently played here i should just know i should know all the stuff off the top of my head um I tell you what, I got this um, kid from Dublin. His name is Eden. Um, he's actually become kind of a good friend of mine. Um, we hang out whenever he's around here. I'm friends with his manager and stuff like that. But he put an album out last year called Vertigo. That um, is just it's like my number one favorite album of the year. Um, you know, he has a pretty. He, you know, he just did like a massive, massive tour. He, you know, he has a really big name, but I think it could be bigger. Um, yeah, his name's Eden. I'm sure that people have heard it. There's this local kid from Boston named Handsome Ghost, who I, who I think is the shit. Um, Arizona, um, you know, they, they have some hits. Um, you know, Jul- um, Julian Baker. All sad music, man. I listen to so much sad music. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Bruce is about to put out an album. That band is dope. Um, Fletcher. Kim Petrus. Kim Petrus is huge. So good, um, just like the funnest pop, like super fun pop dance music for like any situation. Um, yeah, so those are, those are that that's a few, not just one. Sorry, those a, questions are super hard to answer. <laughs> that, that was a that was Joe's Billboard's up and coming artist list <laughs> yeah. chart right there. Yeah, so. <laughs> if you work at Bill, if you work at Billboard, you've heard me say all those things, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Shut up, Joe." <laughs> I've never heard of any of those that makes me feel super outdated. I no, mean, you're not, no, you're not. You're not dated yet. That's the thing. Get on that. Uh, I got to catch up. Learn, if I got anything out of this, at least you learn those people and you'll go listen to them. Exactly. I got some like, 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 new artists. Stupid. Yeah. Like, don't need to share up, dude. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Next, second question coming up for you. So we're going to pretend um, it's a hundred years in the future and it's your last day on earth. hundred years, dude. hundred sure. years. Yeah. Super morbid really quickly. Um, but you have all your friends and family around with you. Um, you've accomplished everything that you want to accomplish. And on this last day, someone brings you a book and it happens to be an autobiography of your life. So story time, you open that book and you turn to the first chapter and it's your entire life from birth up until this very second me and you are speaking right now. What is the title of that first chapter? 
Um, I want to say I want to just copy someone, but I, I don't want to copy it. I just say shut up and play the hits, but that's the name of the LCD sound system documentary, which is just so perfect for what you're asking me, but I want to be original. Um, oh fuck. God. It's such a good answer. I, I don't know. Can I use that? Yeah, why not? Go for it. It's your book. I mean, 100 years, they won't be around anyway. So I <laughs> <laughs> Joe's gonna go sifting through like the copyright laws, making sure that it's... <laughs> they've already sued me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll be flattered. Maybe he'll be flattered. He seems nice. I love them. <laughs> I'm sure they would. All right. So before we ask our last question, um, where can people find your your music? Where can they find your Instagram stories where they can see you eating your cauliflower crusted pizza? Where can they find all that? My Instagram, I'm very proud of. I don't have that many followers. It's really just for me. But if you want to see me go to concerts way too much, where you can hear me singing in the background, or pictures of my dog, um, or the cauliflower pizza that's currently being burning in the oven, um, it's just at J Kelly K E L L E Y on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter's O underscore Kelly and K E L L E Y. So you can come check me out and follow me at all those places. And uh. Yeah, I post a lot of music on both Instagram and uh, and Twitter, music that I'm listening to. So if you need a place to find new music and you don't want to sit through billboard.com and you just want to look at my stupid stories, you can find a lot of stuff there. All right. So before we got to ask this last question very quickly before your pizza burns down your house, apartment, wherever you are. So final question. Just an apartment. Just an apartment. <laughs> just an apartment. I got insurance on it. We're all good. <laughs> What is a question that you wish that we asked you? Um, shit, that's also a really good question. Um, questions that I wish that you asked me. I mean, like, you know, I've been talking about my dog a lot and you haven't asked to see him or what his name was or anything. So, I mean, I guess I kind of wish you asked about my adorable dachshund. Um, but again, I guess you follow me on Instagram so you can find him. But yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, bring him on. Uh, he's just right here. Yeah. I mean, you guys can see me. People listening can't, but um his name's Oliver, if you if you were wondering. Um yeah, I'm just obsessed with my dog because it's weird. So um, now I have a question for, for you and Oliver. What's his favorite artist right now? Oliver loves the Soja Boy comeback that's happening right now. <laughs> Love I, love all, I love it. I love it. Come back and Soulja Boy. He's also a huge T Pain fan, but that's two of us. I also love T Pain. Oh God, T Pain had the classic <laughs> man. Yo, T Pain is a hit machine, dude. Dude, when like T Pain was going through his lyrics and like what he actually said, like a year ago or whenever it was, that was just mind blowing. I booked him at my festival two years ago, and everyone told me I was an idiot. And his set was so incredible; I've never seen anything like it. I've actually had friends go to his concert and I've heard great things. So all about it, all about it. Well, Joe, <laughs> I wanted to take this opportunity to extend the huge get your grind up young and dumb. Thank you for coming onto the podcast, squeezing us in your Grammy filled schedule um, and having some fun with us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. That was a good time. Glad to hear it. And for everyone who wants to learn just a little bit more about Joe and his billboard adventures, hop on our website, getjoegrindup.com, or you can follow us on social, Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook at Get Your Grind Up. As you already know, all 2019, we're coming at you with the heat. So always remember, we are all young and dumb. And never forget, get your grind up. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.